people than I hoped there would be. <laughs> Can you hear me? Yeah. All right. Hello? We're going to be looking at Isaiah 9, 6, and 7. So please turn your Bibles to Isaiah 9, 6, and 7. If you've never read the Bible before, the, uh, the big numbers are the chapter numbers, and the little numbers are the verse numbers. So big, big 9 and little 6 and 7. Hear the word of the Lord. For a child will be born for us, a son will be given for us, or given to us, and the government will be on his shoulders. He will be named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. The dominion will be vast, and its prosperity will never end. He will reign on the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish and sustain it with justice and righteousness from now on and forever. The zeal of the Lord of armies will accomplish this. Let's pray. Father, without your spirit, the words that I will speak will be useless. So please um, open our hearts to your word and help me to preach um, and communicate the, the glory of your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So uh, I get stressed very easily. I get overwhelmed very easily. Um, so like at school, as soon as I, I fall behind on an, on an assignment, I freak out and I get paralyzed, and in my anxiousness, I, I just I don't do anything because I feel so overwhelmed. And obviously, I really hate it. I don't like being anxious, and it's something I'll ha I will have to grow through in this world until I die or until Christ comes. So many of us here are overwhelmed or paralyzed by the brokenness of this world, and it's in every aspect of our lives, our work, marriage, uh, family, financial lives. A lot of us feel burnt out. Some of us have had miscarriages, and some of our friends and family have died. And it really, it really, really hurts. And it can feel like, like is there any light at the end of this long, dark tunnel? We might begin to lose hope, but in Isaiah, in Isaiah 9, 6, and 7, the hope of a Messiah who has come to save us has been established. Because of his reign, we have hope and we can rejoice. So the main goal of this text is this, hope and rejoice in Christ's eternal reign. Hope and rejoice in Christ's eternal reign. I have three reasons why we should hope and rejoice in Christ's eternal reign. The first one is because of who Christ is. Second, because of what Christ will bring. Third, because of God's vow. So, because of who Christ is, what he will bring, and God's vow. So let's dive into the, the first point. 
So chapter 8, the previous chapter, uh, tells the future of what will happen because of Israel's rebellion. Uh, they have been living with oppression. They are marginalizing the poor, the fatherless, the, the widowed. It says early in Isaiah that, that the pleas of the distressed never even reach court. God vows that he will allow Judah to, to fall into a, a land, to become a land of thick darkness, distress, and affliction. But chapter 9, uh, verse 2, a few verses before our passage today, says, A light has dawned on those living in darkness. Judah will rejoice because their oppression shall sh will shatter. So war, hate, war, hate, selfishness, and pain will all be behind them. All of these, all, all these blessings happen because of what happens at the beginning of verse 6. So if you look down, it says, For a child will be born for us, a son will be given to us, and the government will be on his shoulders. So this child that will be born for us is Jesus Christ, the eternal God the Son, will be born into the world as a baby. He will be given to us, and he will rule. If... Look, look with me again at uh, verse 6. So, for a child will be born for us, a son will be given to us, and the government will be on his shoulders. He will be named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. So, he is Wonderful Counselor. It, it is a really a blessing to have God's wisdom in his word. God gives perfect, on-point counsel. He's never off. Other people might give you advice and leave you thinking like, what kind of advice was that? That was not helpful at all. <laughs> but with God, his counsel is wonderful. It's sweet to hear. Praise God that he is with us because the, the result of lacking God's instruction is seen in chapter 8, verse 21, which says, They will wander through the land, dejected and hungry. When they are famished, they will become enraged. And looking upward, they will curse their king and their God. So do you see God's instruction as sweet? Is the counsel in his word wonderful to you? Do you look forward, do you look for his wisdom in trials, blessings, uh, even now, are, is your heart a in a posture of receiving? Jesus is also our mighty God. During the war, or during the reign of Hezekiah, <clears throat> the Assyrian army was camped outside Jerusalem, uh, ready to take it captive, but God slaughtered the entire army in one night. 80 85,000 soldiers dead in one night. That's larger, that's more people than the people living here in Bellflower. Everyone here in Bellflower. We have this same God protecting us. He preserves us through trials, and we don't have to be afraid when we have the mighty creator of the universe at our side. Do you belittle God's might? Is, his, is anxiety bigger than your God? Are the workplace trials, school trials, family trials, marital trials, and parenting trials, are they bigger than your God? Our God is bigger than we think he is, so rejoice because our God is mightier than we can imagine. Every father here strives to care for, provide for, and love his child. And I'm happy that you guys all do that, because that, that reflects the, our perfect father. We have a father who will never abuse his power and who will never neglect us. Unlike earthly fathers, he is, God cannot pass away. 
we have an eternal Father. He will care for us, provide for us, feed us, protect us, guide us, and love us all the way to our deathbeds. And even then, he will continue to love us into eternity. Do you see that our eternal Father loves you and will care for you better than anyone you imagine? Rejoice that you have an eternal Father who will eternally love you. He's also the Prince of Peace. Now this Prince will eradicate Judah's distress. He will restore peace. There will be no war, no danger or oppression. No fear, no anxiety, not a tense muscle in dread. This kingdom will be completely at rest. I wonder if you are um, at peace in this season of your life. You might feel the oppression of this world, or you might feel others that you love are being oppressed. Brothers and sisters, our king is the prince of peace. He can give you peace. Do you look for his peace? Do you ask for it? Because he will give it to you. So Christian, if you are suffering or struggling with sin, no matter what stage of life you are in, God will guide us with wisdom, protect us through trials, love us throughout eternity, and give us peace and joy in his reign. Church, God displays his kingdom through us. Rejoice in this and continue to point to Christ's eternal reign by rebuking one another, loving one another, encouraging one another. Because of who Christ is, hope and rejoice in his reign. So that's the first point, because of who Christ is. The second reason to hope and rejoice in Christ's reign is because of what Christ will do. So look with me down at uh, verse 7. That's where our point's going to be. The dominion will be vast, and its prosperity will never end. He will reign on the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish and sustain it with justice and righteousness from now on and forever. The zeal of the Lord, the zeal of, the Lord of armies will accomplish this. So God promises uh, he will bring Judah into a kingdom of joy and hope. It will be vast. It will be greater than any empire known to man. And light will reign over the earth. It will encompass the earth entirely. Not only will people be at peace, but they will prosper. Everyone will have what they need, and no one will be neglected or overlooked in Christ's reign. Christ's kingdom is eternal. Not only do we have eternal counsel, protection, and care, and peace in Christ's reign, but we also see a land of prosperity with no end, no sin, no darkness, no brokenness. Christ, the son of David, Jesus, will overthrow injustice and rule perfectly. This world is difficult and hard, and we all have experienced trials. And most of you are weary, and we don't, we don't really see God's justice. It's hard to see it sometimes. We are, we are sick of the brokenness of this world. However, we have hope. Can you imagine a world of perfect justice and no sin like I, I know like you've thought like okay that means like no one will break into my car anymore but like that have you really like closed your eyes and and really thought about how glorious this reign will be no idolizing of money or power which causes so many problems no false accusations heated arguments aggression because we will all have a perfect king who perfectly upholds righteousness if you are a Christian, 
You can hope in this kingdom. You can hope in this reign. If you are not a Christian, unfortunately you do not have this hope. You will not share in the joy of this heavenly reign, but God wants you to, and we want you to. I want you to. And God is calling you to you right now. So if you didn't catch anything that I've said so far, that's fine. Just pay attention to this message. This is the Christmas story. Jesus coming to save us from our sins. God created us, always righteous and just. He loved us and wanted us to enjoy his reign forever. However, we decided to follow our own sinful idols like, like money, sexual desires, even family. We didn't want God, so we chose to hide in our sin. We therefore deserved God's punishment for sin, which is death. But God sent his son, Jesus, to live a perfect life, die on the cross. He traded his perfect life for our sinful lives. And God poured out his wrath on Jesus on the cross as he died. But three days later, Jesus rose to life again. He left our sin in the grave, conquering sin and death. Now whoever joins the Son by turning away from his sins and devoting his life to Jesus, his sins have been paid for. You can live with his joy, hope, and love for all eternity, or you can live in his wrath and punishment. Children, all the children, death is scary. Jesus is the only one who can save you from sin and death. Your parents can't save you. Coming to church won't save you. Reading your Bible won't save you. You must turn away from your sins and turn to God. If you have any questions or if you are confused, anyone in the church family would love to talk to you about that. Or you can even talk to me after the service. The third reason to hope and rejoice in Christ's reign is because of God's vow. So uh, look at verse 7 again. The dominion, the dominion will be vast, and its prosperity will never end. He will, bring, he will reign on the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish and sustain it with justice and righteousness from now on and forever. So that's what Jesus will bring. The zeal of the Lord of armies will accomplish this. The zeal of the Lord. One definition of zeal is great energy or enthusiasm in pursuit of a cause or an objective. Zeal means a passion or strong desire, an intense desire for a cause. God is not only going to complete his master plan, he is zealous in doing it. He is passionate to restore his kingdom. He's also the Lord of armies, the Lord of every army. Every earthly army is under him. Not a single one moves without his consent. He's also over his heavenly army. In Revelation 8, one single angel, angel blew his trumpet, and a third of the sun was struck, a third of the moon, and a third of the stars, so that a third of them were darkened. One angel just darkened 33% of the universe. One angel. And God has an army of angels. The Lord of heavenly and earthly armies will passionately ensure the restoration of his eternal kingdom and the coming of Jesus. God's promise is the most comforting thing ever. 
the most powerful being in the universe will ensure that you, that we live with his, his protection, with his guidance, with his peace, with his care. We the church are a beacon, a sample of, of Christ's reign. We must spread Christ's light of, of justice and righteousness. We must go out to our neighbors, friends, and family to proclaim the light of the gospel. Do you love this gospel? Ask that to yourself. Are, are, you, are you zealous to share it? Are you passionate about this kingdom that Christ will bring? If not, you do not truly see the glory, the glory of Christ's reign. Jesus has already come and saved us from our enslavement. That's Christmas. That's the Christmas story. But to those who are, who are still tired of the brokenness of this world, who still, who still see the, the, the oppression or the sin, who still feel like they're in the dark, in the middle of the tunnel, and there's no out, the Lord of armies has vowed that Jesus will return again to restore the world, to restore you. So remind yourselves and each other of our hope by reading the word together, praying together, like this evening prayer gathering, and gathering together. Don't forget Christ's eternal kingdom in the Christmas, the Xmas rush, as we, as we heard this morning. So because of who Christ is, what he will do, and his vow, Hope and rejoice in Christ's eternal reign. A land of righteousness and peace is coming. Christ will guide us, protect us, care for us, and give us peace in his kingdom. And God will ensure that. God himself will ensure that. And so we can live now with his joy, hope, and love for all eternity. Let's pray. Father, thank you for sending your son to redeem us. Thank you that you are passionate about your plan and that we can count on you to do what you promised. Help us to not lose sight of the beautiful rain that Christ brings. Help us to hope in that and help us to rejoice in that. And help us to remind each other of that every Sunday, every day, every second. In Jesus' name, amen.